evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to meeting number 10, Monday, 20th January 2018. Um, agenda item 145, apologies. I didn't receive any apologies by 12 o'clock today. Okay. Um, 146, declarations of interest. Shall we go around the table? Councillor Ashton? No. Sutton? I don't think so. Not that I'm aware of, no. 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 No, because no. 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 it's not on the agenda. Right. Okay. Good evening, can you hear me? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm Peter Vickery and I'm here representing the Neighbourhood Plan Steering Group. Uh, as you'll recall from the update I gave last, last year, the Neighbourhood Plan is a document which, once approved, becomes a legally binding requirement in respect of future planning decisions up to 2030. And I'd like to begin my presentation tonight by, by thanking my colleagues in our small group of six, actually seven of you, um, some of whom are here tonight for all their work and enthusiasm for most of them are here tonight, which is good. And just to move on to the first slide. Circulated to yourselves 
um, but by Hazel. Um, but this slide here shows where we are on the journey. Um, and there's the little red cross, which is where we are. Um, it's top to bottom, but essentially we're, we're at the point where we're beginning to develop policies, proposals, and site allocations. And our, and our forward plan is shown, move on to the next slide. Um, this is, this is our, our journey to completion, if you will. Um, we, we want to, we're in the process, of, as I said, of identifying potential sites and carrying out, having independent surveys done on those sites. That will be done by June and July of this year. We're drafting um, the plan with the associated evidence which we've got. Um, it's essentially, there's about five chapters to this plan, um, all of which we've got enough information to get started. We're gathering more as we go on. And what we're planning to have ready to send to Quack by is a draft plan. The, the, the plan that finally comes back, you'll remember, is one that Quack have approved. Um, they will, they will until, so until they've had a look at it and had it independently assessed, um, it won't come back. And that is the last bullet on there, which is once Quack have a plan, we have to work to their time timescales for examination, independent examination and comments. Um, but on the basis of other experience and working out how long they're going to allow, we would hope that a referendum would be held by the end of March 2019. Mm -hmm. So, the, the first bullet, having a draft in place by October, um, is busy, but it is within our control. But even if it succeeds here, I can't guarantee that Quack will respond by early 2019, which we need them to do if they want to have an approved plan out to uh, referendum by the end of March. So this, this last date there is at risk, but we are going to make sure we do the best possible job by making sure that we meet the national criteria for the plans, put everything in the right format. So <coughs> we've, got every, we've got every chance of getting it um, assessed in that timescale. Uh, what, what Quack emerges on us throughout all this is not simply to regurgitate what is already written in the Cheshire Local Plan. Because if you, re if you read Local Plan Parts 1 and Parts 2, there's lots of good stuff in there. Um, and it's tempting at times, so here we have to You don't have to because that's what Cheshire Local Plan um, contains. What they want us to do is to say that they want us to ask the question, what is different about project? What, is from, what makes Fodgham different to the rest of Cheshire West that requires this neighbourhood plan to have certain aspects in it? So and that's what we're trying to do. And the, the best example I think of this is there's a map that's on the table that uh, Jill's brought along. Is it's the constraints map. Um, because the Cheshire local plan says we are, they are going to protect Greenbelt <coughs> and rural centres like Fodgham. And that all the major developments are going to be in certain specific towns. And therefore, um, the project is not a blank canvas. Because it's all set about with floodplains, <coughs> conservation areas, listed buildings, and environmentally protected sites. And those of you who walk around Fodgham a lot will see all of those. Um, it, it's what people love about the town is its open aspect and lots to see and do. And that is what Cheshire West. Are trying to protect, and therefore 
it isn't within our gift to say, well, we'd like to put a big blanket development and that bit of green space over there, because it won't go through. So that's what, that's what we're on with. Um, but turn to the second question, because I know that you've asked this question. Um, this next slide is a picture of what we've been about for the last three years. Um, I've used this slide just to remind us what we were asked to do was to write the plan on behalf of the community, and we're doing just that. Here is a community in Council Park at the festival. Um, but we've put ourselves about a great deal over this time. Because um, when we had our first public meeting um, in March 2015, I think it was, 84 people turned up out of Frodham's population of 9,000. Um, and Quack actually told us this, this is good response. Um, but you look at one another and you think, well, these 84 people, they could almost listen. Um, what we're after is getting under the skin of this. Um, so we, what we've done, uh, as well as have meetings with the public and further meetings at different places, um, we fully embrace the potential that social media brings us. So we took up a, we set up a website, we re, we, we've refurbished it when it wasn't working quite well, and we've gone into the, on, onto Twitter feeds, thanks to Martin here, in a really big way. And just as an example, we had a Twitter feed, we had a, a, a Twitter feed last week, a week before, um, on what people thought about the NatWest Bank. Probably would have liked that, would it? And it got 7,340 7, views and 153 responses. That's, that's what, we've now got the town's attention, in my opinion. So um, having done that, we're now in a position to carry on the good work uh, and get this plan written up. Um, so here's a, here's a summary of, of what, we've, what we've been doing. Um, as I've said, in terms of raising awareness, public sessions, updates for town meetings, watching live, revamp website, and daily tweets, and we've met with youngsters, um, youth association, the high school, particularly, just to, just to get them on board with the fact that here is a plan, make sure your parents are thinking about it, and more important, what are your views? It was interesting, either an evening with the Youth Association, which is very educational. Um, the, the, the second half of what we're doing is gathering evidence, um, because we need to prepare maps. A map is something we've got to put in with a plan. And so that one that Jill has got there is, is a typical it's a constraints map. But there are also key opportunities. We've identified where there are ground, what we're identifying, where there are brownfield sites, where there are opportunities um, for building that, that, that don't um, undermine the good pitch we've got a project. So um, we've got to make sure we have maps that explain our case. Um, we've also completed the Frodham Housing Needs Analysis from Cheshire Community Action. It only arrived this last Friday. They've given us a presentation the week before, so we've had a bit of a view of it. It's, it's a 50-page document. Um, it's actually pretty interesting. Um, and, and it's, it's, worth, it's worth a read if, you've, if, you, if you can um, find the time to do that. Um, we, we also help the community to identify assets of community value. These are things, these are, it, it might be the cricket pitch, it might be the art centre, it might be something. Anyway, anywhere that people think, a lot of people rely on this in Frodsham, uh, we want to make sure that if, heaven forbid, somebody decides one day to shut it and sell the land or something, that. Um, the community has an has a opportunity to put in a bid. It's, some, it's, a, it's, it's, it's part of the neighbourhood planning um, 
process and we've made sure that people are aware that if they've got an institution they value um, and we want to make sure that it's given due protection. Uh, we've done an employer survey in Prodigy, which is now being analysed by our friends at Quack, and um, just to see what, what, why they're in Prodigy, um, what, what their plans for the future, what, what's stopping them expanding, and, and essentially that kind of feedback from them. And we've got ongoing discussions with the Quack planners because the most important thing in this is to make sure that our plan doesn't contradict what's in the Cheshire plan. Obviously it's ongoing process of challenging what could we do this, could we do that. But on the we have to make what we what they what Quack won't tolerate is a plan which says black and they say white. Um, because that gives a developer um, no help whatsoever. And um, so there. Um, So on the final slide, it's a bit busy about this part. Um, <coughs> one of the things we've got four we've got four areas that we're going to have policy statements: economic development, housing in the built environment, recreation and leisure, and, and transport access. And what we're required to do, and it's the same with any any concept, when you're, when you're trying to develop a, a policy statements, you've got to say, well, what are we trying to achieve? Um, these aren't these aren't objectives yet because they're not, they're not sufficiently uh, sharp. But um, for example, on economic development, we want to encourage the growth of current business and support new business projects. We want to encourage the development of projects tourism and digital economy. That's what. And um, all, all of these statements here are not just something we've written. Uh, they're, they're, they reflect the opinions we've gathered from the project community. So. That really summarises what I want, what I want, to, want to say at this point in time. Um, and and uh, if you have any questions, we're happy to take them. Councillor Reynolds. Peter, welcome back from Australia. It's cold. Well, you look well. It's just that um, this plan has been a long, uh, a long time in the coming, as you said, and, uh, and it should be available next year. But it's, uh, it, it's, you see, to me, if it's going to be of value, it's got to be, uh, it's got to have some good points, like for example, economic development and visitor economy. Uh, to encourage the growth of business and support new business in Frutsham. It's a great statement and everybody said it since I've ever been in Frutsham as a one-liner, but nobody ever says how. Exactly. Well, that's, and, that's, 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 yeah, yeah, and what business yes. wants, and especially small business wants, yes. it wants ease of access. To, um, to, 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 to cheap, good, cheap lending and sympathetic banking, which we don't ever have in this country. It wants help with things such as no. taxation and accounts and things like this. That's what business wants. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, with you, I'm with you there, Tom. Obviously, what we can do in the plan has to be something that's within our control to sort of as, as, as structure. You're quite right. The next, but this is this in fact is the left-hand side of the page. Why? Over here is how. Um, and so we've then got to put in policy statements which actually have have some edge to them. And that's what we're going to be drafting over the course of the coming months. Um, because you're quite right. These are these are bland statements. There, what people have said would they would like to happen? Because what they've said. And the vision is that we've got a prospering economic um, future in Frutsch. To do that, 
obviously we need to encourage the growth of businesses and we need to encourage the tourism. How, how we do that, we've got to make sure that we can draft some policy statements which um, direct um, when people put development plans in, we say, righty-ho, righty um, it's, it's, it's hard to think of what's being ahead. But you, you've, got, you've got to put in something which, which, which directs developers. If you're going to develop this piece of land, and it's going to be for a business use, do the following. And, and that's, that's what the policy statement will say. They're going to take a, that's why I say it's a busy summer with you, and, um, and, and, and we, we do have to get these policy statements um, to the form where they actually mean something. Yeah, one, do you want to add something? Thank you. Yeah, one of the very practical things we can do, Tom, is to say we'll protect our areas for industry, like the, the Weaver Industrial Park. We can say that will only ever be used for small industrial units. We can say things like that in our policy, so people don't come along and try to do other things with it, that we have an opportunity for businesses to move here, to come here and develop. Similarly with anything that provides offices, we can say this piece of land should preferably be used for small business offices. But, uh, but that, that, that doesn't get down to the root issue about small businesses. Small businesses are constantly challenged by you know, how can they actually finance their own growth. And the amount of times we've had legion of legion of council officers who have come through in the last 20 years and sort of said, you know, they'll try and do this and you know, loans are available, but the loans never appear to be available. Or the grants are available, but the grants are never available. Tom, you never have the opportunity for Tom, business. That is not what the neighbourhood plan is about. It's about the use of land. It has nothing to do with the finances and how it can be financed. That is a topic for another group of people. We, we can't influence banks, we can't influence finance. We are looking at land usage and what we want to encourage to come into Frodsham. That is a political you, you look, You're talking at a much higher level. Well, to lobby at a much higher level. Gotcha. Thanks. Yeah. Okay. Any more questions, Peter? Tell me the questions. We've got a very long agenda. I'm sure, Peter, you're well. You're happy to welcome anybody along to the name of. Oh, absolutely. The next, the next. Which is coming to electronic. Okay, thank you very much. Right, then moving on to agenda item 148. Um, if any of you Labour plan people want to leave the meeting now, then we won't be offended if you think out the door. Yes, thank you. Right, um, minutes of meeting number 7, 27th of November. Could we just go back and apologies apologies for the minutes? Uh, report that Councillor Malik Horton has resigned today. Yeah. Okay, that's good. Um, so, minutes of meeting number 7, 27th of November. Everybody happy with those? We've got the codes on the second one. Thank you, Councillor Ashton. We've got a second one. Second. Thanks for Everybody happy with them? Yeah. Thank you.
Um, meeting number eight of the 19th of December. We've got a proposed and second on. Proposed. I'll second that. Um, sorry, my name's Norman Lee. Um, I do apologise. We need to initiate change. But it's second to rescind the decision about the budget, which I will review tomorrow, um, and if necessary, call an extraordinary general meeting to discuss it. Okay, thanks. Right, moving on to agenda item 150.2, to note the preceptor will be increased by £1 for a band D property, and the budget will be balanced by £78,000. Four hundred twenty-eight pounds on cash balances. Now, Clark, uh, just uh, just just for a point of order, Clark, is it correct that now that you've got a special resolution, in actual fact, um, one fifty point two cannot be um, cannot be authorised because a special amendment is there in place. No, it isn't. To actually, the special it amendment isn't. is no, there. No, it isn't. You've, you've called. You've submitted a special resolution. I need to consider the wording that I've received in accordance with Standing Order 9B and check that the meaning is clear about the, the proposal that you've put forward. Then I will speak to the Chair and we will decide whether we're calling an extraordinary general meeting to discuss the special resolution. Well, if, if, if you don't call an extraordinary general meeting, then we have the right to, two <coughs> councillors yeah. have the right to actually call it a, a, an EGM Yeah, and I will get back to you tomorrow on it. It's not to be discussed this evening. Well, I and don't the, think the minutes stand as an accurate record. The meeting was quarried, and we will come back to this. Okay, <coughs> so we've noted that the precept will be increased by a pound. Um, agenda item 151, right for the public to speak. Have we had any requests from it? No. no. So it's over to our PCSO. Oh, thanks, sorry about the... No, it's all right, it's all right. <coughs> right, happy new year to those of you that have not sent it already. Thank you. Um, right, it's been relatively quiet over the last 
couple of months, isn't it? Yeah, um, which is good. So it's allowed us <coughs> to sort of think about the new year and what we're, what we're going to do differently in the new year in way of community engagements. And the first thing, I've been trying to set one up for years and I finally got um, got away and I'm, I'm pleased to announce the um, setting up of a football tournament for primary school children. It's it's going to be... Oh, tablet um, It's going to be worded as the Chester Police North Rural Football Tournament. That's not helpful, is it? That's nice, <laughs> nice and condensed. Um, it's going to take place at, at the Leisure Centre on Thursday the 19th of April <coughs> between 4pm and 7pm. The event's going to be a five-a-side event for all local primary schools. I've, I've invited 12 local schools, so that would be the 11 primary schools that John and I cover between us, and then we're going to include Elton as well, and that is the whole of what we would class as in, in the Chester Policing Units as North Rural. Um, yeah, so five-a-side events, it's a bit, and it's designed to build closer links with uh, the schools, young people, and Cheshire Police as a whole. The children participating are going to be a mixture of boys and girls, and they're going to be from years five and six. Um, as I said, there'll be 12 schools to compete in mini-groups, and the winners of the three groups with the mo what we deem as the most sporting team will go through to a semi-final, final, and, and it's all going to be held on, on one, one afternoon, evening, and then they're going to get trophies. Every, every participant will get a medal, um, and hope, I'm hoping that there'll be uh, a football kit to the winning school. I've applied for some funding over the weekend to uh, to our local council. I think there's, because there's so many schools involved, I've applied for some money from each of the um, Cheshire West councillors. So five, I've applied for 500 pounds. So fingers crossed we'll, uh, we'll get that. Um, on to uh, traffic related issues. Uh, I've recently had further complaints about speeding on Kingsley Road and also High Street. So these are now going to be the two areas that we're going to focus on <coughs> both enforceable and non-enforceable activity over the coming weeks and months. I've also been looking at parking issues on High Street. I was there yesterday in the snow, Sunday morning, outside St Luke's Church where the parking isn't great. And I did have to have a word with three motorists about the manner of their parking. It will see if it, if if it doesn't improve. I've already warned them. I've spoken to to the um, to the father there, and I've said there'll be tickets issued, which I don't want to go down that route. But uh, you know, if they're not going to listen to me, then I will ticket vehicles. Um, we're holding a, a driver engagement day um, for Frodsham and Hellsby on Saturday, the seventeenth of Feb. This follows on from the successful one we held in December. Um, where, and it, it sees myself and, and John and uh, some of our colleagues along with special constables um, and it allows us to <coughs> stop any vehicles that are either speeding, not wearing seatbelts or using mobile phones and then we can do checks on them and, um, and in the past we've seized vehicles as a result of that so uh, that's, that's quite good for us anyway. Bike marking, we've got this Sunday we're holding a bike marking event uh, in the bus park at Helsby High School. This is between 9am and midday. This will allow anyone who's got a new bike for Christmas to have it marked, security marked, or older bikes that have not already been marked. So uh, John and I will be, will be there Sunday morning and hopefully we'll catch a few of the riders as they're cycling along Chester Road. 
Um, Operation Shield, for those of you that don't know, Operation Shields are property marking um, operation. Um, in December, I delivered property marking kits and signs to the residents of Hillsborough Avenue. And this month, I've delivered kits and signs to the residents of Overton Drive. And what I'm looking to do is do at least one road per month um, in an effort to ensure that eventually we've covered the whole of Frodsham. So if anyone's got any ideas of a particular road that they say, you know, we want to cover there, please let me know. Um, youth Club, we've arranged another Panic Age football event at the Youth Club for Friday the 16th of April. <coughs> um, that's not right. It's 16th of March, isn't it? 16th of March, I've got April in the sorry, Friday the 16th of March. Uh, again, this is allowing us to engage with the, the, the local children, uh, ranging from 8 to 18. This, this follows on from one we held in November, and the, the children keep asking us, the, the, the last year of me as well, to, you know, when's the next one coming along? So it's very popular, so we're going to be holding that in March. Um, I'll also be attending a networking event at the Youth Club on the 27th of February to do a presentation on working with young people and the challenges I think are facing young people in Frodsham uh, and how we're working together with the Youth Club to combat that. And the last thing, police surgeries for, this, uh, for February. The 12th of Feb, I'm here at Castle Park between 11 and 12. On the 14th of Feb, Valentine's Day, if you want to come see me, at Brew and Tucker on Church Street between 11 and 12. And then back here at Castle Park on Thursday the 22nd of Feb between 10 and 11. And that's me all done. <coughs> One question, Neil. The ward walk that we did for Waterside that we came along. Yes. That was an excellent um, event. We've uh, certainly had quite come along and filled a lot of hot wells in on that yeah. drive. Well, and you know, grass cutting and what have you. Yeah. It was useful having you along too. Uh, from social media, um, people were saying, why is it only Waterside? I'm sure that nope. we've got the same yeah. thing planned for us award. Yeah, and, and I why I wasn't there at 9 o'clock at night. Now, unfortunately, a couple of days later, I was there at 9 o'clock at night, and I took a picture on my phone, and my phone died, because I was <laughs> going to tweet it out. But, you know, you're not going to please everyone. Yeah, no, I, did, uh, I did say that you, you have done ward walks for all yeah, the wards. Yeah, and that will continue. We'll do, we'll do this, was a, this was primarily at Cheshire West and Weaver Vale. I was interested yeah. in that you joined us on. Yeah. But um, I'm assuming that we have got other wards planned for that. Certainly uh, yeah, I'll speak to Sharon Marshall to see if we've got yeah. other wards. But certainly the ones that I do in the summer, I'll, I'll be doing again, and I'll get some dates put in the diary yeah. pretty soon as well, because it'll soon be summer. Yeah, thanks for joining right. us on. I was going to just add to that, um, after the, I, I did have a word with Sharon, and said that uh, could she um, liaise with us and make sure we've got dates for the other wars. Yeah, yeah. I'll chase that. I, again, I attended because I felt it was very beneficial yeah. um, to understand <coughs> what Sharon could do for us. Um, and to, you know, the kind of things that you can look at. Um, so, um, and we did raise a couple of things with her, yeah. connected with um, Red Lane in particular, and yeah. she did assure us that she would go and have a look. Yeah, I think some of the things we raised were <coughs> issues that affect the Fudge whole of but it, It's good to focus on one ward at a time. One of the sorry Neil, just, to, just while you were on talking about speed on Kingsley Road, a couple yes. of residents have talked to me about that as well. If it doesn't cause you any operational issues next time you're doing checks, 
any chance I could come out with you? And we'll try about that and charge. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'd be great. That'd be really good. Be really yeah. to see what the, uh, the results are. Yeah, it? I'll drop you an email. Thank and you. Uh, I'll give you a list of sort of possible dates. You can pick and choose then, and we'll go out together. Excellent, just yeah. yeah. Again, I wouldn't mind. One of the things I have asked for, Adam, is that not only do they do it on the direct traffic coming into Frodsham, but it's the traffic going out of Frodsham. Because as soon as they get round that bend after the zebra crossing, they just put their foot down. And one thing as well, I've just remembered, Helsby. Um, Helsby Parish Council are funding and are hoping to fund an enforceable speed gun. Because at the moment, the speed gun that we use for um, enforcement is held at Blaken, which isn't ideal. We're now based at Approaching. Um, so Hellsby are hoping to use some funds to purchase an enforceable <coughs> speed gun. Now, they have, we've, we've asked them if we could use it for other, because obviously we don't just cover Hellsby, we cover Frodsham and the Kingsley Ward, of which there's a few parishes in that. So we've asked uh, the clerk for Hellsby if it's at all possible for us to, when, when we get it, if we can use it for other other areas. And if so, providing they get an email from the clerk of whatever, so in it be Hazel, um, asking for permission, <coughs> and they're more than happy for us to, to use that. And that's going to make things a lot easier, because at the moment, the only real uh, speed device that we've got use of is the one that the town council have purchased, which is a non-enforceable device. So this is it's really going to assist us moving forward. Okay. Okay. Thanks, Thanks very much. Cheers. Thank you. Okay. Right. Um, agenda item one five two finance management. April twenty twelve. Yeah. These are your pink sheets. So you've got the breakdown of expenditure per quarter. Uh, the first two quarters for each of the committees and then at the monthly breakdown for October, November and December and then the third quarter totals and then the year-to-date totals and then it shows you the balance of the budget that's left available. And then there's the capital stroke projects budget, the same breakdown um, and then the receipts is along the bottom line. So we're nine months in and we've spent nearly three quarters of the budget <coughs> um, and we've got an excess of income over budget of 17%. The new notice board was installed on Church Street. Um, the War Memorial's condition survey has been completed. Um, at the moment, we've only had a small amount of the over 70 vouchers uh, reclaimed, but they've got until the end of February, the shops, to do that. But please remind your residents, they will spend them before the end of January. Um, we're still expecting some of the Christmas festival uh, invoices in, so first day the reindeer, um, and I thought the fireworks one hadn't come in, but it actually has, so that one is already in. It's just the cheque was paid for both our New Year's Eve fireworks and the Christmas festival fireworks on the same cheque, so I didn't recognise it. Um, then on the, we've got the breakdown of other income, so that explains what that is, and you'll see on there that we've got the refund for the reception cost cover. Um, and um, that's the biggest one, um, that's year to date, and then the bank reconciliation. And in order to check the bank reconciliation, you get copies of the bank statements, so you can see that the figures are correct. 
and then you've got the actual breakdown of all the expenditures. So you've got the monthly cash book figures, then the breakdown for November and December because you've already had the October ones. So any questions? Agenda item one five three committee minutes. Um, just environment to the fifth of December meeting with the landlord um, to note the minutes of the meeting of the second of January. No recommendations. No, no, nothing. No recommendations from that. Okay. Um, one five three two PMP committee um, to note the minutes of the meeting of the eleventh of December. And uh, one recommendation <coughs> to approve the action plan. Um, actually, I have a couple of issues there. Okay. Um, again, it, it, it just goes back to the fact that um, uh, oh, sorry, I missed it. I missed it. No, no, no. I can't say no. Mm. The action plan was actually agreed at the last council meeting, mm, the budget setting meeting. Um, so, mm, anyway, yeah. that's been supported. Yeah. Okay. So, we don't need to wait on the no. Okay. Um, actually, no, I don't know. The, on the action plan, uh, there was uh, details about the St George's Parade. So, we're talking about PMP now, not events. <coughs> PMP committee. Okay, agenda item 153.3, Cemetery Committee, 18th of January, to note the minutes and the decision statement. The meeting was deferred, if you remember, because there was confusion over whether it was Thursday the 18th or Friday the 19th. Oh, of course, and so yeah. we've actually rearranged the meeting. True. Yes. In relation to the Cemetery Committee, I received an email from uh, yourself today. Um, at Town Flat relating to a visit to Northwich uh, Cemetery on the uh, 24th. Um, now, I'm not a member of the Cemetery Committee, but um, I always thought that the committees just recommended and brought information to uh, full council, and I, I would like to have attended um, that, that visit because the cemetery is so central uh, to Frodsham because it is such a, a special place for so many great, great people who have passed on. And, um, and I just find that three days' notice is far too short a notice to give to councillors of this meeting. And I think it should be rearranged. And I don't know if anybody else agrees with me or disagrees with me, but I believe that something's important with this should not be just stepped down to um, the committee. Yeah, this was a, a meeting to discuss operational matters, and I opened it up to council, and I would have raised it at the central meeting, meeting if we'd had it. 
and <coughs> several councillors have approached me about would like to go to the meeting. So I will talk to Northwich tomorrow to see if I can rearrange the meeting. <coughs> Thank you. Where, where are they going through the councils at this meeting? No, it's just for oh, us. Oh, it was just yeah. for us. Okay. Uh, <coughs> can I just raise it? I think at this point, because we are going to be appointing a, a new estates manager, it would be useful um, to actually look how other cemeteries are run, um, because it might give us some ideas going forward for, you know, where we employ a new estates manager and can uh, pass on perhaps some activities that you might be allowed to take on. Yeah, I think it, it, there's the issues about actual operation of the cemetery, but there's also the legal aspects of the way that we administer it, that um, Chris Shaw was quite keen that we should learn from the, their experiences that they've had in the past. Mm -hmm. I think it, it, it is an important meeting for the town clerk because of her legal obligations as the town clerk, proper officer, etc. Um, there are legal requirements that she has to comply with in relation to death certificates and, and plots and whatever. So I wouldn't want it, if, if it's going to be a sort of long referral, I think it would be better for you to go ahead with the meeting yourself yeah. and then arrange a second one. I don't at all want to detract from what the objective yeah. was. Yeah. Um, I just thought it would be yeah, nice to have I think like We agreed from the Senate Committee that you would approach them because we had some questions on exclamation charges and mm. legalities. So that was the, the, the reason that we contacted them initially. So, so, okay. um, so we're up to 153.4a, Community Committee. To note the minutes of the meeting of the 19th of December. Um, planning committees. 11th of December, 21st of December. To note the second one. Recommendations. Um, 153.68 events committee. We've got two recommendations. Oh. Recommendation one was to agree that ownership of the bus shelters, our bus shelter, should be transferred to Cheshire West and Chester. Um, this, had, this was being dealt with by the community committee, but because we, the events committee got involved because of Mrs Scott's proposal about dressing the bus shelters, um, so that we were sort of dealing with two issues there. Um, so we, we just decided to get that recommendation on the table for councillors. So can we, do we need to take a vote on this recommendation now? Um, se separate recommendation to take on the events committee because um, uh, I, would, I would take an item R1 and R2 separately. Separately, yes. So recommendation one, to transfer the ownership of FTC bus shelters to Cheshire Western Chest. And we have a proposal and a second one. Okay. All those in favour? <coughs> Anyone against? Abstentions? One abstention. Yeah. Uh, I have contacted Cheshire West and Chester to see if they would um, cover the legal costs of the, um, of the land registry, of the transfer and the land registry transfer, um, but I haven't had a response back yet. Okay. Now, I'm assuming recommendation two has gone by the wayside because we've done it already. Uh, the budget set in motion, so we don't need to vote on that one. Sorry, we don't need to vote on what? 
the action yeah, plan was sounds... agreed at the last council meeting. Yeah. You know, it just seems that a lot of these things are just creeping under the radar. But you were at the meeting, councillor. And it just seems it's creeping under the radar. I've, I've circulated all those emails that showing all the administrative work that was caused by the last St George's Day committee. Well, we're not here to discuss that tonight, Councillor Reynolds. The action you plan know, has been agreed. It is, it is the residents' money. Every penny we spend is the residents' money. It is, yes. Yeah. It okay. is indeed. So, 153.6b, uh, just to note the minutes of the committee of the 9th of January. Okay. Agenda item 154, substitutes on committees. Um, <clears throat> a few committee meetings recently have had to be cancelled because we weren't for it. There's provision in the standing orders that we can appoint substitutes, substitute substitutes for each committee. So that should for any reason um, council, enough councils can't get in, a substitute can come in and be able to make the meeting for it and vote. Um, Could so I raise at this yeah. point, please? Sorry. No, um, we have always been told that if we're not going to attend the meeting, we need to give apologies by midday to the clerk. Yeah. Um, and that those apologies are noted in the minutes. Mm. Can I also say that if we don't receive apologies from councillors, that that should also be noted? because we have no written um, confirmation in any minutes as to people who haven't given any apologies. The standard order is quite clear. It says that we should record absences or councillors that are absent, whether they give an apologies or not. But um, yes, I think that's sensible. But we'd, we'd, if we, um, well, in fact, every committee can appoint substitutes if they want to. Chair. Sure. Would we be able to extend that to our external uh, bodies that we represent as well, um, for example? Because we, we, we don't want yeah. to be in a position where we're just missing information. You know, yeah. If something critical is going on, we want to know, really. So we can send a... Yeah, I've been in the process of contacting all the external bodies to make sure that they are happy for us to do that. Good, good stuff. Um, so there are some bodies that probably won't allow that because their standing orders will be quite restricted about what they can and can't right. allow. Um, but most <coughs> external bodies will allow a substitute. So shall we at this stage then suggest that chairs of committees look at appointing their substitutes? Yeah, I think the, the one thing to note was if we're going to do this substitute, <coughs> then we would have to bring forward the notice period so that I would have to know at least 24 hours before, 24 working hours, before the meeting, so if it's a Monday meeting, I would need to know <coughs> by lunchtime on the Friday um, whether if people are going to give apologies, because then I would need to be able to contact the substitutes to see if they were available. Yeah. Uh, Chair, can I just clarify what you just said then? Are you saying that chairs of committees should act actively contact councillors to recruit, or are you saying we send out um, a list of where substitutes are required? Yeah and then ask people to put the names to that list. I think it's something I got that, the I, idea work with, that yeah. I work with individual committee chairs right. and we'll work together on sending out an email to ask people who are not on committees whether they would be prepared to be okay. a substitute. Ah, yeah. oh, right, so it's, it's non... 
members of those committees. Yes. It's spreading the Yeah, and it's quite occasional. Yeah. I mean, I've been such a, a non environment committee yeah. meeting if there's something on the agenda that interests me. But I can't vote because I'm just there uh, in attendance. Whereas if they were official substitutes, they would have a vote. That's the vote I understand. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 If the committee, all the other members of the committee, you know, got there, but they're not quorums, so, then it's, it's a shame to have to just cancel the meeting, especially when you get members of the public to come along as well. So. So, okay, so I'm going to propose then. I'll propose that. I'll second it. All those in favour? Thank you. Anybody against? Abstentions? No. Okay. Thanks, everyone. Right, agenda item 155. <coughs> and um, Councillor Pennington is going to. I think I'm in task for this, Just to explain what it was, um, a group of members of the Conservative Club all got together and I've got Frank an honorary boardship for his services to Frodgham. Did it come by Royal Decree? It come by the Royal Mail? Did it come in the New Year? Yes, it did. And is it an honour? Yes, it is. So among other names that Frank's been known by, <laughs> he can now be known officially as Lord Frank Pennington. It's all legal and I would like to congratulate him on the honour by No, I'm, I'm, I'm still shell-shocked uh, from, from last week. Um, my, my family's going to uh, set a big party up for me. Uh, I'd like to just take this opportunity, Chair, that um, this last four years, um, I seem to enjoy myself better at this, these meetings than I've ever done for the last 15 or 20 years. I think we're working well, uh, no one's saying we're not, uh, you can't please everybody, but I think we are making headway. We've only got to look at the playgrounds, if we'd have carried on we'd have just ended up with grass and uh, I'd like to take you and thank you very much for looking after Park Lane and, uh, and Townfield Lane likely and other things you've helped me with in between and other councillors. I'd like to thank you all. Okay. Thank you, Councillor Pennington. I hope you'll forgive me if I occasionally forget and just call you Frank, but I'll be oh. practising the curtsy for the next meeting. I don't think his wife will be called when he met. It's four letters, but it's not <laughs> <laughs> Right. Um, agenda item 156, working group records. We've got notes of the World War One Commemorative Working Group meeting <coughs> held on the 17th of January. And first, I'm going to spend much time to read them. Uh, okay, 156.2 Neighbourhood Plan Steering Group meetings of 27th of November, 12th, 11th of December and 15th of January. I think we've probably had a pretty good update on Labour plans tonight. 
we just point out that the, they, they are having some evening meetings which are actually yeah. listed oh, in the minutes oh, and the dates. Right, so agenda item 157. <coughs> our Cheshire West Council, is it just Len tonight? It's just me, Councillor Dawson, to have sent his apologies. All right there, Lynn, I'll drop to come up to the top. Oh no, I'll, I'll, squeeze, I'll squeeze up at the end. So yes, apologies for Andrew, he's, uh, he's doing a, a Council of Europe um, um, thing today, so he's, uh, he's in London uh, try, trying to get home. Uh, first of all, uh, can I extend my apologies for not being at your budget setting council meeting? Um, uh, that was obviously an oversight on uh, on my part, and uh, you usually get the prompt from from the clerk, and uh, didn't get one for that because I would have I would have come along and, and spoken about some of the projects that uh, uh, that Cheshire West and Chester has on the uh, horizon um, for your consideration at that budget setting meeting, but. Uh, but that would appear to have uh, passed us by. Uh, Cheshire Western Chester is uh, about to consider its budget. There's 150 odd pages of it, if anybody's uh, so minded. It goes to uh, scrutiny on Wednesday for its first, uh, for its first airing. Um, we saw it after the press release came out, so uh, we've been busy digesting what the almost 5% increase on the council tax is actually going to... Uh, go towards. So um, uh, there, there are some quite um, sizable uh, increases uh, heading our way. Um, in addition to that, the police are obviously out consulting on their precept, uh, and that is also looking um, at uh, a, a range of increases. Uh, fire obviously um, doing, doing likewise. So all, all in all, uh, I'm afraid that uh, um, all of us, really, because we're all council taxpayers, are looking at a uh, a, uh, a quite a sizable chunk on our uh, monthly bill. Um, we will obviously be um, unpicking that. Uh, it doesn't have to be that way. Uh, and Cheshire Western Chester does have some um, unexpected windfalls that it's choosing to keep for its own end rather than passing those on to the residents of, of the borough, um, either indirectly or directly. So uh, we'll certainly have something to say about that. Some of the, uh, the plans that are, uh, are heading our way, we obviously have um, CCTV. If you'll recall, uh, we've, we've talked about this on and off for uh, some period of time. There was a town petition pretend, uh, presented to Cheshire Western Chester in November 2016. Um, there's been a, a period of time to consider that and the officers have been working with Cheshire Police to come up with some uh, initial scoping. Um, they've uh, floated this past as um, we don't really think it's um, comprehensive enough because it's literally just a camera on the high street. Uh, we think that there is, it needs to be a little bit more extensive <coughs> and certainly the petition called for CCTV and urban traffic control. So bearing in mind that we are the escape route for the 56 we regularly see that congestion on our high street, and that does add to, uh, you know, quite considerably to some of the air quality issues that the council is, um, you know, <coughs> has just finished a borough-wide consultation on air quality, which uh, I'm, I'm hoping there'll be some representation from, uh, from um, uh, Frogemon, 
Um, the air quality action plan coming forward to Frodham, uh, we, we will get there eventually, we're assured. Uh, the officers um, who declared this in 2016 should have had an action plan agreed by 17. They want to go away and do some more video evidence gathering uh, as part of the modelling work uh, on, on that. So um, I'm sure that we will actually one day see uh, an action plan and, they're, um, uh, and they're, they're, they're going to do some more work and come back to us. Um, we're also expecting a briefing, hopefully this week, on the action plans coming forward around the parking strategy. Um, plans are underway to um, ba basically <coughs> implement the recommendations uh, in Chester and Ellesmere Port, Frodham, uh, we tried to make a priority in light of the arrival of the Halton Curve and hopeful that we might get some new infrastructure, but it would appear that we're getting some of the, uh, some of the other parts before we actually see an uplifting capacity. But unfortunately, I don't know what those <coughs> currently are and what the timetable uh, of those will be uh, until I meet with the officers or we meet with the officers. <coughs> Uh, week or so's time. I really wanted them to make this an open session, but they weren't very keen to do that. So uh, as soon as we know, um, we'll obviously let you know too. Uh, it's a couple of planning meetings coming up. We're aware that there are, um, you know, some applications that are raising concerns with local residents. Those have been formally requested to go to the planning committee, but we don't have the automatic right to call in anymore. Uh, there is a, um, shall I say, controversial planning application coming forward on Thursday of this week to be heard by the planning committee for uh, an element of gas extraction from an existing well up in Ellesmere Port. Um, that is down for um, uh, an officer recommendation to approve based on the policies written by Cheshire Western Chester Council. So contrary to what you might be hearing, the, uh, the council has delivered a supplementary planning document which is obviously proving quite useful to those who would bring these applications forward. So I would imagine that's probably uh, going to be quite a lengthy and quite a controversial <coughs> meeting. But will that be webcast? Uh, that, will, that, will be, that will be webcast. Live. Uh, yes, indeed. Um, uh, aside from that, there are um, a, a number of consultations running. Cheshire Western Chester seems to uh, have lots of these all the time. The latest one is the Health Improvement Strategy. We've just been talking about <coughs> um, uh, some things tonight at the uh, <coughs> committee I've just come from. Um, we're having a little bit of a tussle and a struggle over getting some of our roads moved up the, uh, the, the plan at Cheshire Western Chester because anybody who drives down Church Street or Howie Lane and God forbid all of the residential roads that I sort of walk down are uh, in a pretty poor state at the minute really do need some uh, love and attention and some of that funding that's uh, coming forward for this purpose but uh, um, we'll, we'll continue to plug away on that. Uh, if I could ask the town council just to get in touch with people who host the um, defibrillators that in the past have come through FTC. We've had an issue this week with a couple of the batteries, so if you could just send out a little reminder. I've, we've, we've written to 
all the people that we think, but just in case, can you just have a background <coughs> check? We check them every month. All of our different relates to check every month. Right, okay, well you're, uh, you're, you're, you're probably doing a uh, more fastidious job yeah. than, uh, <laughs> than Cheshire West is, because I've, uh, I've had a couple of, <coughs> gosh, we had a look at the batteries weren't working, so, uh, so that's it. There's also a ready-to-switch scheme going so again uh, with with bills going up uh, <coughs> um, there, there are opportunities for people to save a little money if they uh, if they pull and switch their uh, their energy contract so um, the cheshire west scheme is uh, is open until the 12th of february come times times actually uh, right this time for me to actually uh, switch mine this time so i shall uh, i shall see what rates they they come up with, but they do pull with uh, about half a dozen other councils, so there is quite a, um, a, a collective spending um, discount coming forward on that. So, any questions? Just um, we're always on the end of an email or a phone, so uh, do get in touch. Okay, thanks. Has anybody got any questions for then? Mm -hmm. no? Okay, thank you. Um, moving on then, agenda item 158. We have an informal meeting on Thursday evening this week. Um, our new MP, Mike Ainsley, is coming in to meet councillors. Um, if any of you have got any particular questions that you think you might want to ask, if you would let Ainsley know, I'm sure she will have contacted you. Uh, we want to keep it on local issues as far as possible. What time? Chair, is that just ring fence to ourselves as well? As it is. Yeah. yeah. Okay, thank you. Um, right, so 159, General Data Protection Regulations is for Hazel to tell us about changes that are coming along. Yeah, uh, the legislation has been enacted. Sorry, the, the microphone's picked up everything you say, so if you need. Um, yeah, the legislation hasn't been enacted yet, but it's likely to happen at any time. And um, under the new act, we need to uh, appoint a data protection officer. Um, and the, although the data protection officer can be an employee, um, under the legislation it states that that data protection officer must not have a conflict of interest regard the data processed. Most clerks will be the data controller, which is something we already have, so um, that would be <coughs> in conflict with the role of the data protection officer. Now there are quite a few companies now setting up to provide the service of being the data protection officer. So this, this, this is a two-part <coughs> for you to give me permission to go out and get quotations for uh, the cost of this service. I think it's sensible to to get some quotes to see what it is going to cost. Uh, have we got advice from Chalk and Malk on, on, on whether they're going to provide any service <coughs> for membership? That, that I've not seen anything yet which shows that they will, they will provide that service. Mm. Um, they're producing lots of guidance and I've already circulated guidance, um, but it's at a very high level at the moment. Yeah. Um, there's going to be lots of training available going forward. Uh, they're just waiting for the, the detail of the act. Uh, to come through, and then there will be more. But we have to have this this in place. Um, we must be compliant with the new legislation by the 25th of March. So I think if we can get the quotations in now, as soon as it's clear. 25th of March. Uh, sorry, of May. 
may, as uh, soon as, if we have the quotations in now, oh, no. we <coughs> make sure that we've got um, the person yeah. in post, mm -hmm. yes. um, and I we can make sure that we're compliant. We need quotes. Okay. Can I have, so Liz yeah. could be our data protection officer. Well, I think she'd be in the same position of being um, conflicted, because she's the person collating the data mostly. And it's about having oversight over it, making somebody to make sure that you're being compliant with the legislation. I mean, I, I, perhaps I'm being, I just feel that this is a, some more legislation where it's going to be a bit of a money spin and, yes. you know, an, an opportunity for people to... Uh, um, I think we, can, we proceed with caution, don't we? Yeah. And make sure that we... <coughs> well, I like that terminology. Yeah. All yes. of the facts before we commit ourselves yes. to any contract, yeah. Yeah. but finding out the likely costs and what's yeah. involved is worth doing. And what what protection it would give us, yeah. and, and how, you know, what we can expect from them for perhaps different yeah. levels, because mm -hmm. I'm sure, you know, there'll be sort of perhaps a number of levels that you can have, depending on the size of the data that you're trying to protect. Yeah. Until we see the detail within the Act, we're not going to be very clear. I mean, clear that about is what it is. we going to prison for. I think there could well be, but not the level of breach that we might have. I think it's more the companies that hold like credit card details and things like that. Um, the sort of data we tend to hold is people's names, addresses, their email addresses, um, and that is all covered by the Data Protection Act. Yeah. Well, I'm happy to propose that you go out and get some quotations. Yeah. I'll second that. Okay, we're all in favour of that. Yes. Anybody against? Right, agenda item 160. This is from the Frogsham. Yeah, we've been approached by this. Um, company that are wanting to set up this new magazine and basically they're looking for sponsorship from the council. <coughs> so I said I would bring it to you just basic information here. It's supposed to be one of those like, coffee table books, you know, that's full of adverts about local businesses and and what have you. There's no clear um, <coughs> there's no they haven't said how much it will be, they're just seeking uh, wanting to know who would be interested. I'd be interested for them to come in and tell us about it. Yeah, uh, that was <coughs> going to be my point. It's very, very vague, isn't it? Is it going to be a written magazine, yeah. a paper magazine, or electronic? Like 20,000 20, copies. Uh, right. I'm, I'm, I'm concerned really that it looks an awful lot like Hell's Gate of Hand. I'm in fear that, you know, with no disrespect to them, but they're reinventing the wheel. And I'd certainly personally need some more information before I could commit anything to that. Well, again, I think if it's promoting local businesses, then they're the ones to sponsor it, really. Which is fine, if not, do we want to be involved in something like that? I hate to say it, but we've been here before. How many times? I would see this more as a as a sponsorship by promoting it on maybe our website or something like that rather than us actually putting money into it. Um, yeah, I think as well we've, we've got the local um, Frogham Healthy Smart app, mm. which I think is still mm, yeah. going, and that really is paid for by businesses. Mm. Is this a local business or is it part of a national 
No, it's a local yeah. person. Right. Right. So again, Sue, yeah. we're, we're a bit between a rock and a hard place, aren't we? <coughs> we should be right and dutiful in promoting local businesses, but I wouldn't want to promote something that's going to be a nine-day wonder or an eight-day wonder. Yeah. I, th I think, Chair, uh, we could do this ourselves a bit better. You know, we could have an app and do it ourselves and create our own website or something if we were interested in promoting Frodham and taking it further afield. I think, mm -hmm. you know, just check, you know, website. I think and we've, we've also got the Frodham shops. Mm. Um, we've got Frodham <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I, I applaud the idea and I wouldn't want to be seen that we're discouraging a local business, but I wouldn't want to encourage something that's not going to be... I mean, if the local business want to advertise as something that's going to go through every door in Frodsham, and that's the place they're going to go, I don't, yeah. I, I, I say that again with everyone else, it's, it's a shit and all that, but I, I just don't get it. No. I don't think there's going to be enough for the, to succeed because there's already something there. We've got Frodsham Life, we've got the local smart app, we've got the Frodsham Shops group. Then we have our own town guide as well. I don't think it's completed. I think that um, you know, several years ago, when Costa was coming into Frontier, we already said it was a saturated market. Then Costa did something different and attacked the marketplace in several different sectors, and probably has become the most well-known coffee brand in the area. I actually think that we should be open-minded, and I think anybody who's entrepreneurial enough to actually sort of decide he wants to actually market such a diverse. Um, environment and economy such as Frodsham should be applauded and should be uh, should be supported by Frodsham Town Council, not not not, not told to go away. And, and I'm sorry, but you know, for Frodsham Town Council to try and administer something itself would be a nightmare because we've got too much bureaucracy. Yeah, I'm, through the chair, I'm not playing devil's advocate here, but somebody <coughs> said to me a while ago, there's too much in Frodsham. Everybody's after the same pound. And I base my mayorship, if you like, on that. Um, so I, I think that, yeah, we should be encouraging businesses <coughs> if they're viable businesses. And this, to me, doesn't seem viable business. Okay. So I'd Could say I also make the point um, that with Costa Coffee, it is a franchise, and the actual franchise holder lives in Altrincham. Um, so I'm afraid I don't agree with uh, Councillor Reynolds on this, that Costa is... Um, one of these organisations that I think is, uh, yes, they're making money, but not in the right way, and it's not coming back to Frodsham. Um, and um, I have to say, people like Brew and Tucker are the people I do support, um, mm. because they are, they're local residents, um, they give a fabulous service, it's not stuff that comes on the back of a wagon, they actually cook it in the premises, um, and again, use local suppliers. Um, Nothing like healthy prejudice, Councillor Ashton. Well, I think as far as this Discover Frodsham goes, by all means, if you want to come and talk to council, that would be okay. Um, as far as sponsorship from the council, I don't think we could support that. Well, that's a crime share. That's disgraceful. Okay. Okay. Um, agenda item 161. Um, this is a proposal that... Councillor, former Councillor Colton and myself worked on, and um, it's a proposal to update the role of the mayor and the deputy mayor. Um, over the. I'm gone, we've. Sorry, if I missed one out. No. Oh, no, sorry. Over the time that Mally was deputy mayor and then mayor, and through um, 
Councillor Alton's time as mayor so far. Um, I'm talking to lots of other mayors in the various towns and villages that we went to. It, came, it was very clear from all of the mayors that they're halfway through their year as mayor before they're fully getting into the role. And then there's <coughs> a lot of time to do all the fundraising and networking that they need to do as mayor. And we're putting forward this proposal that from the start of the next council, after Lord Pennington has finished his year as mayor, <coughs> that we move to every appointed mayor, so a two-year term. So they've, they've got six months or so to get into the role <coughs> there, and then they have 18 months to do all the networking and fundraising and what have you. Um, so that, that is the proposal. Um, the way we elect the mayor it wouldn't need to be done on seniority. Any, anybody who wanted to put themselves forward as mayor could do so, and then we would have a, a ballot at the first meeting of the, the new council year. Um, I take on board what you've said. Um, <coughs> firstly, I don't believe that we can, there will be a change in this council come May 2019, because that's when the elections will be. So this council could be composed of completely different people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I do not feel that we can sit here and tell a future council no. what they should be doing. Right. Um, I also believe that it should only be a 12 monthly role. Um, because I think that it then gives experience across the board to members of the council. It's, it's a civic role, it yeah. is not a role um, you know, that has um, legislatively um, implications um, and I think it just gives it across the, the board of the councillors different ages, different backgrounds um, for people to become mayor. Yeah, yeah, I'd just like to say, um, the, uh, it was just a bit of a sort of a contradiction. I've read it all umpteen times, so I, I, I got the, you know, really understood what, what you were trying to say. Um, the two-year thing, um, basically what you were saying about getting rid of the deputy mayor, well, that, that's your finding your feet year, being a deputy yes, mayor, yeah. um, and then going on to deputy <coughs> mayor. I, so I don't really understand how that would work. I don't think giving um, uh, there's, there are loads of other things, but the one the one I'm, I'm against more than any of it is the election, is the us choosing who the mayor's going to be. I just think that's totally unfair. There are people sitting around this table, and will sit around any other future tables who will never ever want to be mayor, and that's fine. That's their choice. But there are people who will sit around this table and who will sit around future tables who do want to be mayor. And just because they're not flavour of the month or in with the in crowd, they won't get that vote. No. And it's not fair. No. And you pay your dues, you've done your stint, and you work your way up to the ladder. And it, to me, it's the fairest, fairest way. When you get there, as I've just been talking to Donna, and I know as Linda did, Rip said, thank you, but no thank you, so she goes back down to the bottom of the list, and therefore it goes on. Hence, that's why Councillor Painter is going to be met a second time, because other people haven't wanted to be. And that's how it should be. We shouldn't have to be choosing people. It's not fair. And that's it. Thank you. Councillor Yeah, I, I fully support what, what has just been said. I mean, being mayor <coughs> at the moment, um, yeah, do if anything was to change, and it can't happen, I would like to see it more aligned with the calendar year or something like that. That, that would be the way. 
But I think it's how you, and this is no disrespect to past mayors, whether you ring fence your deputy mayor out or not. I've involved Frank as much as I can. He's represented me when I've not been available. And all four of us have gone along to, to, to events, you know. And I very much agree with what you said. It is finding your feet. And no disrespect, you know, J Judith's a busy lady. If Judith was to become the representative of the mayor, it's twice as much work, it's unfair, you know. And as you say, it's a civic role. It's part of the council, but it's separate from the council in that respect. And I would not want... It's a major change of our constitution, and I don't think we have the authority to, to, to do that. And I'm using the word authority now, not whether there's something written here. I'm on about the authority of life in general now, and I don't think we have the, the right to change that. So I will, will certainly not vote with, with it. And also, I mean, you put as much time in as you can, and again, your personal circumstances, and it shouldn't be seen as a competition as to how much time you put in. And a couple of little things that were said, you know, we're, we're a little bit hurtful a few minutes ago, I think, because I do my best, you know, um, but two years would be too long to ask somebody to put that commitment on. Okay. So I am, I'm dead against it. So. Okay, well, I think at this point, I'll just withdraw the proposal for now. Okay. Right, 162 Tenfield Lane Play Area. Um, we've had, we had a, a very good working group meeting last, last week. Uh, we've pretty much sorted out what play equipment's needed. The budget is, was already agreed, um, so it's, we're just looking now for permission for the town clerk to commission the new play area. Can we have a proposal in seven? Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, I'm going to propose in seven. All those in favour? Yeah, yeah, everybody. Wonderful. There's some very happy moments mm -hmm. tomorrow, aren't we? Um, Right, 163, over to Alan, Mayor's report. Um, yeah, only a verbal report again. Uh, we don't want to uh, you know, read 20 pages of my <laughs> wafflings, I'm sure, so keep it brief. Um, yeah, I think things are quiet at the moment. We've been to a, you know, a few little events, keeping it very low-key, which is our style. Um, one thing worth mentioning, though, I think, was the Showman's Guild invite, where every mayor in... Uh, what qualifies you to attend that is that you've had a fair and allowed a fair within your town. So mayors from all over the northwest, uh, you never see so much bling and chain. It was amazing. It was at Blackburn Rovers football ground, and I think Lorraine and myself have, have really never known hospitality like it. It was absolutely amazing, and uh, we also received a surprise gift from one of the people there towards our. Mayor and Mayoress's fund as well, which was a nice bonus. Um, anything else that comes up, you know, that's worth mentioning, will stick in the the mayor's out and about or the councillor's corner. Really, that's uh, that's it. Really, yes, thank you. Thanks, um, um, Just a couple of things. Um, we're as part of considering our the selling of the Ship Street land. We are obliged by law to advertise the fact that we're contemplating selling the land. Um, and the price of an advert in the standard would be uh, £420 plus VAT for two weeks. <coughs> we are obliged to advertise for two consecutive weeks. 
We're by standardising the standard, are we? Well, it's a, lo <coughs> in a local, local paper. paper. Yeah. It's been local I have tried to contact the Chronicle <coughs> and have singularly failed, even though I've sent email and left telephone messages. Can it not be advertised on the internet? My we reason, do that as well. Yeah, my reason for that is that's how Park Lane was advertised on the internet, yeah. not in a paper. No, the legislation actually says in the paper. In a paper circulating in the area. So that's why the standard okay. complies. Can I ask, is there a time period before the sale? No, it doesn't say that. It just says you've got to, to announce your intention. intention to sell the land. And then we will have to hold a, a town meeting as well. So could we not put that at the same time as when we're having our annual general town meeting? We could do. The, yeah, I mean we we want to advertise now because we need to know if there are any serious objections. Yeah, but I'm, I'm thinking if we've got to go to a town meeting rather than oh, trying. Yeah, yes, and, but that's probably work out about right because we're doing the town meeting. Right? Yeah. Just thinking of costs March. and <coughs> yeah, a venue, etc. Yeah, just yeah. yeah. do it at the annual town meeting would be a good idea. Yeah. Uh, as, as the, as the um, land is put to town council land, does that also mean that the land um, carries with it, as the advertisement for um, Fountain's Lane Fair it, it stated, with planning permission? No, there is no planning permission on the land. I thought that a councillor to own the land could actually award planning permission. We're not able to award planning permission, we're, we're not the planning authority. Um, I'll send you an email tomorrow, which, which uh, when I created it in 2013, from Cheshire. Yeah, maybe, I'm not a planning expert by any means, but I think what might be getting confused there is that if we were to put, ask for planning permission, the planning authority is almost obliged to look favourably on planning permission. Is maybe that what you're getting mixed up with? No, I think, I think it's more specific. It's related to... When the, uh, when the play scheme went on church fields, yeah. and at a particular time, um, I couldn't find what the planning permission was. And, and I sent an email to Quack, and the, the actual planning officer at the time uh, emailed back and sort of said that uh, Frontsham Town Council didn't need planning permission for the church fields yeah. site. So I actually sort of said, does that, and I think I sent the email, does that follow with any other land that Frontsham Town Council um, uh, has? And, and, and I'm pretty sure. The answer was pretty much yes, but I'll, mm. I'll check the email and I'll, I'll send the I'll send the email on you because I'm pretty sure that Fountains Lane play area was advertised with planning permission. Yeah. With outline planning permission, a feasibility study was done, and, and outline planning permission was was with it, wasn't it? For I thought it was more than that, but I'll send I'll, I'll dig out the email. Because if that is the case, sure <coughs> that could. That could be favourably financial. Well, that land is, is worth, if, if that is the case, we discussed this before, that land is, if that is the case, and again, I'm counting mm. on that to check out, that land is worth an awful lot of money. Can I go back to what was said um, in the neighbourhood plan briefing, um, that an asset of community value, um, where you re once it is registered, you have to give six months' notice to the present owner that that is what is going to happen. So I just think there'll be some timescales in there for a, a similar piece of, of council land. 
I think I need to bear in mind we've already had a valuation on this land, which was discussed under Part B, so we can't talk about it. Yeah. The detail of it here. Um, I think, uh, as Councillor Alton said, we can probably get outline planning permission if we want to attempt to increase the value of the land. Um, but at the end of the day, it's going to come down to who we sell it to and what they want to do with it. Um, so and it might not be whatever we get outline planning permission for. And that is such a big, big decision in front of it should be a community decision. I agree. Well, we already. At the moment, we're just testing the water by advertising our intention to sell. Yeah, intention to sell, not saying it's up for sale. No, and we can, we can sell it with uh, restrictions on it, conditions about what can be there. So. Okay. Anything else, Hazel? Um, just to say that we've had <coughs> three uh, applications for the estate manager post and all three are shortlistable. So we'll go ahead with the interviews. Originally, we'd planned for the interviews to be on the 9th of February, but given that we've got three good candidates that we know are shortlistable, um, I'm going to see if we can bring forward the interviews. Yeah. Speak to the candidates. Can I just ask, because obviously I've missed quite a lot, as you want to know, um, has it been decided who's going to interview these people? Yes. Yes. Can I ask who? Oh, that's all right then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah. <laughs> so, yes, we've decided Alan's probably got the best skill set to judge whether a candidate is the, the right person for the job. We decided before we asked him. Really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you didn't ask him at all, yeah, yeah, it's more like it. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, the date of the next meeting is Monday, the 26th of March. And. Are we going to part B? Okay, so this will be public part of the meeting is now closed.